talking with Bill English from BibleAndBusiness.com about fairness. He has actually posted God's System of Fairness on BibleAndBusiness.com, and so you can read that whole thing. Um, Bill, welcome back. Hey, thanks. Good to be back. So thanks for taking on the assignment uh, of the week (laughs) and digging around in what the Bible has to say about fairness versus what the world has to say about fairness. So um, maybe as a maybe as a starting point of the conversation, um, let's just talk about who gets to decide what is fair. God gets to decide what's fair. That's where I landed on this. I in the article I did a brief overview of how America looks at fairness, and then I and I spent some time uh, looking at what the scriptures say about fairness. And they don't. The scriptures don't talk about fairness directly very often. It's illustrated uh, in a number of places, but it's not didactically discussed in the in the scriptures. Uh, but I realize that fairness has to start with God's sovereignty, because if you take any other starting point, I think you're going to end up in the wrong place. And the reason that, that I did that was because um, is as, as God, he is sovereign, therefore he gets to decide what's fair, right? He sets the rules. He gets to decide what's moral, what's immoral. He gets to decide what's just and unjust. And so he gets to decide what's fair and unfair. So that's where we start with that, God's sovereignty. And then I just think there's just a whole lot of cultural confusion um, about these terms. And we probably, well, I think it's fair to say, <laughs> I think it's fair to say we do not think biblically about this concept. We think Americanly. Oh, yes, very much so. That's a, I made that up. Americanly. Is, Amer- is Americanly a word? It is. I'm, I'm, it, I'm is it. It, it is. It is now. It is now. It is now. Yeah. So when I say we think American, part of the LaBerge Dictionary, isn't it? It's, it is. It's, people ought to start keeping note. Yes. Yes. Uh, nervousing <laughs> is another word I like to use Ooh. that I'm not sure is actually in the uh, in the English lexicon yet, but I'm working on it. Nervous. There are lots of things that um, that are nervousing to me. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. So when I say that we tend to operate with an American understanding of fairness. What do I mean by that? Because we really do need to juxtapose that against a biblical understanding of fairness. Well, what I would, how I would answer that question would be to say that in the American system of fairness, it's individualistic and it's like on a fulcrum teetering and you're trying to get balance between two competing elements, people, ideas, actions, whatever it is. Uh, because fairness is so closely tied to justice, uh, you have to, in, in America, we have an individualistic way of doing justice. The offender who commits the crime pays for the crime, right? That's how, that's how we do justice in America, at least in theory. Um, in God's system of justice, his system is substitutionary. The offender of the crime in God's system of justice uh, doesn't have to pay for the crime because Christ already paid for it on the cross. And so you have this idea of substitutionary um, justice or fairness in God's system, whereas you have an individualistic um, system here in America of fairness. Yeah, and I think that the word equality comes to mind. It does. Um, when we're talking about an understanding of fairness here in the United States and and just maybe from a Western understanding of the word. And that's just really not, in terms of what the Bible says, it's just really not what fairness, how God thinks about it. Right, right. God God doesn't think about fairness in terms of how we do. God thinks about fairness in terms of what will bring him glory. You know, when you look at 
When you look at uh, uh, the story of Exodus in the first 10 chapters and how God continually brought more plagues on Egypt, precisely so that Pharaoh would know that he is God, was that fair? Well, in an in American sense, a lot of what God did there was unfair. But from God's perspective, it brought him glory. And so from his perspective, yeah, it was fair. And that's that's where I go back to the sovereignty thing, where I'm saying that God gets to decide what's fair. Not us, not you, not me, for sure, not me. And so it, it just seems to me that, that God, uh, in, in a number of places in the Old Testament, is being very unfair. And yet when he receives glory, I think he looks at that as fair. I think our tendency, Bill, and again, I'm having a conversation with Bill English from BibleandBusiness.com, and we're talking about God's doctrine of fairness. Um, uh, Bill, I think that when when I when I when I experience something or I witness something that does not seem fair to me, I um, I might have uh, I might be inclined to judge God, to sit in judgment, yeah, yeah. as if I would be in a position to say to God, well, that's not fair. God, you should be doing that differently. And I think that's the that's what you're trying to get at here. God is ultimately sovereign, and whatever God decides to do in a situation, um, that's really right and righteous, and I am really wrong and unrighteous to question him. Exactly. And isn't that the whole point of the Romans passage, right? It, uh, it's a Romans... Uh, I'm scrolling nine. up to find it here. Yeah, thank you, yeah, Roman, yeah. Romans 9. And in, in one part of that passage, in verse 20, Paul says, but who are you, a human being, to talk back to God? If Who are we to question God? Oh, I feel like that comes up in the Job story as well, right? It does. I mean, it yeah. does. And, and yet Job would be the place that we would point to, I think, most quickly and say, that's not fair. That is not fair. And it wasn't fair if from but, our perspective. That's right. That's exactly right. All right, let's take a uh, let's take a very brief break, um, and l- when we come back, let's dig around in some of these passages where we learn these principles of uh, God's doctrine of fairness from the Bible. I'm talking with Bill English. You can check all all of this out at BibleandBusiness.com, where Bill has graciously posted God's system of fairness. We'll be right back. All right, today, as we seek to reconnect the eternal with the everyday and honor Jesus in the way we walk our faith out into the world that he so loves, we're talking about fairness. Uh, and we're talking about the difference between the way we think about fairness in our culture and the way that the Bible teaches us to think about fairness from God's perspective, which is uh, just a part of his sovereign will working itself out in the context of human history, ultimately to bring himself glory. That's really what is fair. Whatever brings God glory, you know, ultimately that's what is uh, that's what is fair. So Bill English and I are talking about this. He did the hard work this week of uh, of digging around in the scriptures to to discover this uh, fairness doctrine of God. Um, and so, Bill, let's jump to first John chapter one, verses eight and nine. Um, why are we looking at this passage in the context of this conversation about fairness? Um, and what did you learn in terms of a principle from from this passage? Well, when I was doing my word studies as part of you know building this out, First um, John one eight nine came up because of the word just. So if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just 
and will forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. And, and it hit me for the first time. Why would why would uh, God need to tell us that He is just in forgiving our sins? You know, why would the why would He have to say that He is being fair in forgiving our sins? And it, it just the light bulb went on for me and connected the dots a little bit that what we did to Christ on on the cross was so totally unfair that God needed to remind us that when he forgives our sins and lets Christ hold the penalty for our sins, that that is just, that is fair. And that is the core, really, of God's system of fairness, which is um, it is substitutionary. It's not individualistic. And so the violence that we did, all of us did, not, not, the, not the Jews back then, but all of us did to Christ uh, to put him on the cross and then uh, God forgiving our sins, that is actually a just thing because he endured the unfairness, not us. I think that is a particularly helpful um, mental hook for us to set in our minds in this conversation, particularly as, um, you know, as I come up against stories like Job, which it's just much harder for me to explain, let's say, to a child um, why that is just it's it is easy when you have the cross at hand and it you is. can say okay there's no question this was unfair by the world standards there's just no question this was unfair and yet it was perfectly just and that's the eternal perspective right that's that's one right. of the things that you and I talked about offline is that in order for us to really grab god's viewpoint on fairness we have to have an eternal perspective so within that in that short amount of time within those few days when christ was crucified yeah it was unfair but when you look at it from an eternal perspective and all of the good that it has done i think christ looks at that and goes yeah that was fair what happened to me was fair because I got the the reward of having a relationship with literally billions of people who chose to be in relationship with me. Hmm. Okay, I would love to um, to move to Proverbs chapter two verses one to eleven, um, and the reason that um, that I lift this up obviously is because you lifted it up in uh, in this study, and again, you guys can go to bibleandbusiness.com. And you can find this piece uh, that Bill English put together and posted called God's System of Fairness. Um, when we talk about learning, learning God's System of Fairness, this is an excellent passage. So, Bill, um, I'm going to actually read. I'm going to read the passage. Sure. Uh, the first 11 verses of Proverbs 2. Okay. My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He holds success in store for the upright. He is a shield to those whose walk is blameless, for he guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. Then you will understand what is right and just and fair, every good path. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will protect you and understanding will guard you. Mm. Isn't that beautiful? It, it is beautiful. Talk about um, the promises that we can learn uh, about what is fair from this passage. We learn how God thinks about fairness and we learn about his system. If A, we accept God's words 
and store up his commands within us. Now, that word store up in the Hebrew literally means to treasure. So we store up his commands within us. And B, if we apply ourselves to fully seek out insight and understanding, I think through the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. Remember James 1, God gives us wisdom if we ask it. Uh, And so... Again, starting with God and learning his words, storing up his commands, uh, drawing close to God over time, we will learn God's system of fairness because we'll learn his heart and we'll gain an eternal perspective on all of the present day activities that are going on. I'm thinking here um, about Romans 12, verse 2, do not conform to the pattern of this world including the way you think about fairness. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And how does that happen? Well, that happens when we saturate our lives with the Scripture and we seek to understand God's character and the principles by which He is operating this world um, and that we, you know, accept the reality that we're living under His sovereignty and in in the grace of of what's demonstrated at the cross. Um, Romans 12, verse 2 ends this way. Then... Then, so this is after the renewing of your mind, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. I think this brings it full circle. This gets us back to understanding what is fair by understanding and accepting that it's whatever brings glory to God. Exactly. Yeah. I I, I couldn't have said it better myself. All right. Well, I do love the way that you have said it, however, and I want to direct people to that because I really do appreciate you, um, you know, sort of out of the outgrowth of the conversation that we had last <laughs> week. You like, right, taking on this challenge and, um, and doing the hard work. So I want to encourage people to go to BibleAndBusiness.com, check out Bill's piece that's posted there, God's System of Fairness. The passages that we talked about today are outlined there, um, as well as several other passages. There are some parables that, uh, that rise to mind when we think about fairness. I guarantee you, when you think about fairness and unfairness, there are some parables where you think to yourself, that's not fair. Um, and uh, and Bill explains and digs around in those as well. Um, Bill, thank you so much. Um, I don't have an assignment for you to work on next week, but I do look forward to your being back and our talking again. I'm looking forward to it, too. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much. All right, friends, uh, we got another uh, we got another half an hour to go. So don't go anywhere. Um, in the next half hour, I'm going to be talking with Michelle Couchette about her book, Relentless. Um, she is a person acquainted with suffering. Her life has been dedicated to the Lord, and yet she, like Job, has suffered tremendously, and yet she has experienced the relentless pursuit of God throughout all of it. So don't miss my upcoming conversation with Michelle Couchette. <laughs> 